Astrology is a language that communicates how the planets and stars influence life on Earth. I'm Scott Tajarian. I'm an interpreter of this language. Join me and my co-host Ingrid Iverson, who helps bring an even more practical look at this astral language. The Weekly Transit is here to bring clarity to the chaos, so you can ride the planetary waves instead of the planets riding you. The Weekly Transit. Hi, Ingrid. What is happening? What is happening? Uh, I don't know. I'm really amped up. (laughs) Number one. (laughs) Yesterday, I had terrible anxiety. Yes. And I almost called you in a panic, but then instead I went to Moon Juice. You did call me in a panic. You called me. Oh, I did call you. But I couldn't answer. (laughs) I couldn't answer. I felt bad. I was like, oh, God, what's happening to Ingrid right now? She never calls me. So... (laughs) No, I was just having anxiety, and I was like, okay, how do I fix myself? So I -hmm. I went to Moon Juice and got this uh, cacao drink, and then I felt much better. You did? Okay, good. Grounding. Yes. Excellent. And did some uh, affirmation with this certain touch. The trauma therapy lady taught me for self-soothing. Yes, and it helped? It did. Good. You have all the tools at your disposal, Ingrid. When you didn't answer, I was like, oh my god, I need to be able to rely on myself to pull it together absolutely i'm here for you and i want to be here for you whenever you need me to be but the reality is is that we're not always going to be there for each other you know i mean i want to be there for you whenever you're having a crisis but the reality is is that sometimes i won't be there (laughs) so when those times come about you have to be able to take care of yourself. I have to be able to take care of myself. You know, I mean, everybody, we need each other, but we also have to be able to take care of ourselves. Which usually I get in the shower, but I had already done all of those things. But I also had coffee in the morning, mm. so I never drink coffee. So I probably just gave myself a heart attack and there was nothing even to talk about. That's probably what <laughs> it is. Why'd you drink coffee all of a sudden? I was at my sister's house and I had a sip of hers and she said she would make me one and I drank it in one minute because it was so good. But yeah, the caffeine. Yeah. When you're not used to drinking caffeine, I mean, it's like doing cocaine. (laughs) So yeah, I don't drink coffee or caffeine. It just because it amps me up too. I mean, I'm amped up today, but on life instead of caffeine. Because you've seen some people that you're familiar with, some friends. And it feels good to connect with people. Yeah. I love it. I love it. These are all Scorpio tenants. Ooh, really? Yes. Yes. Because being vulnerable, bonding with others, engaging with others, but being able to regenerate yourself as well. I mean, when I think of the scorpion, a scorpion is something that you can squash under your heel, but... Even when you do, the scorpion might be able to crawl back into its crevice and then regenerate and come back stronger than ever. It's a, it's a very resilient creature. It's very vulnerable, but it's very resilient. And so during this period with the sun in Scorpio, if you're feeling broken down, think about that because you have the ability to regenerate yourself and come back to life. I am coming back to life this past month. I actually feel it happening. I hear it in your voice and I see it in you too. You look awake, you're vibrant. Which is crazy (laughs) because I went to bed at 3.30 (laughs) a.m. 
<laughs> and I woke up at seven. So that's probably why I'm so amped up. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Wow. So we're talking about the week of November 2nd. I'm calling this Cardinal Week because there are four planets that each rule the four cardinal signs. So there's four cardinal signs. Aries, Cancer, Libra, Capricorn. Aries is cardinal fire. Cancer is cardinal water. Libra is cardinal air. Capricorn is cardinal earth. And that cardinal signs are the ones that lead us into a new season? Yes, exactly. I call these the, the starter signs because these are the ones that start the new season. They're the leadership signs. They lead us into the new season. So Mars is the planetary ruler of Aries. Mars is in Aries right now. So Mars is in a position of power because it's in one of the signs that it rules. The moon later this week will be in Cancer. The moon rules Cancer. So that will put the moon in a position of power. Venus is in Libra, which is one of the signs that Venus rules. So that will put Venus in a position of power. And then Saturn is in Capricorn, which is one of the signs that Saturn rules. So it's very interesting. Going to have all four cardinal signs with their planetary rulers transiting through each sign. This is very significant. Are these going to be supportive alignments or are they going to be more difficult? Challenging challenging. And we don't talk about this sort of thing on our podcast, but there's something really big happening on November 3rd, which is Tuesday. So this is going to be like some uncomfortable shit going down. Yes. Because think about it like this. Four cardinal signs. These are the leadership signs. Does the leader want to share leadership with another leader? No. You've got Aries is the ram. So each of these leadership signs, each of these cardinal signs, each of these starter signs are symbolized by a character, let's say, that is very determined to achieve an objective. The ram's objective is to establish dominance so that it can lead the pack. Cancer is symbolized by the crab. The crab is very determined to get to where it needs to go so that it can continue its family lineage. Libra is the scales. The scales are very determined to find balance and equality. Capricorn is the goat. The goat is very determined to get to the top of the mountain. So they each have four different objectives and they each have four different ways of achieving their objectives. So that is where the challenge is. The scales do things very differently than the ram. The crab does things very differently than the goat. So what kind of lesson is in these conflicting objectives on how we want to get where we're going? I think of the lesson as like birth. You just push. It's uncomfortable. Not that I know. Um... I can I've imagine. Heard, yeah, I've imagined. Rumor has yeah, it. Exactly. Rumor has it that that giving birth is very difficult or can be very difficult and there's no stopping it. So I think of like there's this story that's in the Quran, it's in the Torah, it's in the Bible. It's a story about Sodom and Gomorrah. These two towns that Without getting super into all the details of the backstory, there is a lot of debauchery or darkness happening in these towns, and God was going to destroy these towns, but there was one of 
God's chosen Lot who was in this town and he was going to save Lot and Lot's family. But he told Lot, when you leave, don't look back because if you look back, you'll be sucked into the destruction. He told his family this, his wife looked back and she didn't survive. So we are in the midst of going through a massive transformation. Whatever happens on November 3rd, don't look back. Don't get caught up in the chaos of one side being angry that the other side won, or it's not fair, or it's not right, or whatever it may be. The planets are inviting us and really demanding that we take responsibility for ourselves, for our own sovereign nature. We are here to lead ourselves as opposed to look to another outside of ourselves to answer and provide our security, our prosperity and happiness that does not exist outside of you unless that is what you are giving it up to. So there's just a lot of craziness going around, like the energy, right? I feel it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's been absolutely nuts. Exactly. And so I'm not saying to put your head in the sand. I'm saying direct your focus. Look forward, not back. The old paradigm is crumbling. Are you going to be a part of what is crumbling? Or are you going to be a part of what is being created? What you're creating? What are you creating? That's the question. What are you creating? It's a great reminder. We talk about it in our personal relationships where we're like really closely bonded with somebody that we don't want to let someone else's energy kind of affect us. We need to pause, take a look at ourselves and work our own shit out before we react. And I mean, all of the politics right now, it's so easy for ourselves to get wrapped up in what's happening and allow that to dictate our mood and our energy and that's something outside of us so we really just yeah collecting our energy back to ourselves are you going to be looking back to the old paradigm and what is crumbling and crumble with that or are you going to be looking forward to what is being created what are you creating moving forward direct your focus forward what are you creating i mean that's been my whole life the last six months everything has been crumbling and getting a grip and collecting my energy and looking to the future instead of obsessing on the past Mm -hmm. is the only thing that is really changing things for me. There's nothing we can do about what's already happened. Exactly. When you're looking back at the past in a way of longing of like regret and guilt and anger. It's an energy suck. Yes. I think of this song that that we used to sing in Sunday school, this little light of mine. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's like, don't hide it under a bushel. Don't let Satan blow it out, you know, and all that whole thing. It's like the whole message of the song is to shine. You have a light inside of you, shine. Is the energy that you are connecting to, is it snuffing out your light or is it helping you light your fire? So this was happening at the end of the week last week. I think on Sunday, we were supposed to be taking accountability for our energy and how it affects other people and knowing that we can either be the downer or we can be bringing the people around us up. Yeah. What are you doing? Are you lifting the vibe or are you sucking the energy? So that started in the end of last week. Yeah. Yes. And it continues. That's the major theme for the sun in Scorpio. The sun in Scorpio is all about, I think I said this on last week's episode, but I'll say it again. You know, Scorpio is ruled by Pluto, but it's also ruled by Mars. And Mars, as I said earlier, it also rules 
Aries. So Mars rules Aries and Scorpio. Mars is the god of war. In Aries, Mars is all about creating borders, boundaries. In Aries, Mars is the soldier that is running across the battlefield, screaming, firing the weapon, red-faced, charging ahead. Mars in Scorpio is no boundaries, no borders. It's the spy already behind enemy lines that is completely vulnerable, enveloped in the enemy, unrecognizable to the enemy that they are the enemy. Dude, I have chills. I do too. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. This is like unlocking the secrets of our own mind. Yes. Yeah, that's so crazy to think about. So here we are, we're in this very vulnerable place where Scorpio, it's that little scorpion, totally vulnerable. Aries is the ram. (laughs) The ram, look out. You see two rams smack (laughs) horns? I mean, they would crush your skull if your head was in the middle of that. (laughs) (laughs) Like a watermelon, like a sledgehammer (laughs) to a watermelon. (laughs) Jesus. Um, But the scorpion is just this tiny little thing it's completely vulnerable but it's so powerful i mean it could like you could go to step on it and that little stinger can come around and can get you in the ankle <laughs> <laughs> that would be so fucked up yes but i think of the energy of scorpio this is the karmic bonds that i'm always talking about the people that you're completely vulnerable with this is why scorpio is one of the signs that's synonymous with sex because you're taking off your clothes. You're completely vulnerable. And then when you are engaged in that act, that is two souls that are bonding, that are bonding together. So it's complete vulnerability. And that's scary as fuck because you're like, okay, now I'm completely naked. And what do I do? Like you start thinking those paranoid thoughts and once those paranoid thoughts start, then the manipulation starts. So that's the dark side of Scorpio. The lighter side is being vulnerable, but courageous in your vulnerability. And, and you can be courageous in your vulnerability when you know that you are surrounding yourself with people that you can trust. And you know you can trust them because when you're around them, you feel your vibe being raised. Like when you hang out with someone and afterwards, do you feel lighter or do you need to take a nap for like three hours? You know, if you're doing, yeah, that would be a bad sign. If you're doing the nap after the hangout, then this person might be draining you. I mean, just before this podcast, we had some friends here, and then now I'm like super energized. Yeah, exactly. So that's a good sign. They're raising your vibe. Yes. Who needs coffee? Exactly. Coffee gives you anxiety. <laughs> Public service announcement. Yes. Make better friends. (laughs) Make better friends instead of coffee. Let friends raise your vibe. (laughs) But those are people that you can be vulnerable around because you feel like you can be yourself. You can be yourself around them. You're not like trying to hide or be something that you're not. You're just you. And so that's why you feel energized afterwards. So. Should we move into the week? Yeah. Monday. November 2nd, we're beginning with the moon in Gemini. This is before it gets to Cancer. It's in Gemini. So the moon is the emotions. 
As I always say, astrology is a language that communicates how the planets and stars influence life on Earth. The moon is the emotions. So when I'm talking about the moon, think of the emotions. Think of your past, your upbringing, your childhood, the ones who nurtured you. That all plays into your emotions. So the emotions are in Gemini. Gemini is the twins. The twins are two people talking. So that's communication. So the moon is in the sign of communication. Emotions in communication, communicating the emotions. And this is aligning with Venus, Lady Luck, the goddess of love and beauty, the planet of relationships, in Libra, the sign that Venus rules, symbolized by the scales, balance, harmony, equanimity, grace. So relationships, communicating. Venus is in Libra. Libra is an air sign. Air signs are communicative. Gemini is an air sign. That's communicative. The moon is in Gemini. Venus is in Libra. Communicating your emotions in your relationships. That's what Monday is all about. Really just being open. When we're talking about the vulnerability, the sun's still in Scorpio here. So really being vulnerable. How can you improve as a communicator in your relationships? I mean, you already said it by being vulnerable. Mm. The more vulnerable we are, the more that our emotions are being communicated to the people around us. I mean, I think our emotions are probably our most like sensitive subject. That's the most vulnerable part of you is your emotions. So if you can show your emotions to whoever you are with, then you feel safe. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Tuesday, November 3rd. Venus again. In Libra, aligning uncomfortably with Uranus. Uh-oh, so whatever you said yesterday when you were vulnerable is going to get weird. <laughs> is, that, is that what you're going to say? No, but I loved what you said because I think that's a very accurate description. Absolutely. Like when you're thinking about the language of astrology and you look at the symbol of Venus and then you look at the symbol of Uranus, it's literally Venus inverted upside down, except there's two crescents of receptivity attached to the cross of matter, symbolizing unpredictability. Uranus is your senses, but what makes your senses freaky, weird? When you're turned upside down. Yes. Unique, different. Is it also revolution? Revolution, rebellion, independence, innovation. So... This sign always kind of freaks me out, but then it's also kind of exciting because the revolution brings about the innovation for something to change. Yeah. So we don't always want that shitty feeling that comes with whatever, you know, whatever we said yesterday might make things, like I said, weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very uh, technical term. <laughs> um, but then it allows for an opportunity to, for things to shift into like a new, better, improved version. Yes. Exactly. If you feel like you're being shaken in your relationship today, it's because you need to be shaken out of where you are so that you can see your relationship from a new perspective, from a new perspective. And you might be stuck where you are. And so in order to get unstuck, you have to be shook. So it's like, it's unavoidable. It's unavoidable. Just go with the flow. Now, Uranus is also in Taurus. Taurus is the other sign that Venus rules. So when I think of Venus and Libra, I think of like poetry, spoken word, singing. When I think of Venus in Taurus, that's great food, art, sculptures, paintings. 
So that's the difference between Venus and those two signs. But would you also say anything about like interiors or the home, like spaces? Absolutely. Yes, totally. I mean, Taurus rules all matters of the material. So yeah, your furniture, your carpet, your hardwood floors, all of that is what is going on with where Venus is in your astrological code comes from that because that's part of Venus, what your taste is. Taste in food, taste in clothes, taste in furniture, taste in style, taste in decorations. All of that is reflected from where Venus is in your astrological code. But for this, Uranus is moving through Taurus. It's shaking our material security, our financial security, perhaps. Perhaps it's shaking it in relation to your relationship on this day. Oh, and by the way, uh, Tuesday, November 3rd, Mercury retrograde ends. Yay. Yay. But it's still in its shadow until November 19th. So, you know, Mercury, it's done moving backwards. Dude, this Mercury (laughs) retrograde has been the craziest technology shit of my life. Why? Every project that I've worked on, every website, every, like, anything that could possibly happen to get things completely out of whack has happened and then i call customer service and they're not available and then they say you do it on the website and then that's not available and then literally there's like five different like projects i'm working on and all of them have something crazy has happened and Mm. trying to put the pieces back together has been near impossible because of like all these weird roadblocks yes This is why I'm always saying, give yourself space, give yourself time during the retrograde because things aren't going to be working in the way that they normally do. And your mind isn't working in the way that it normally (laughs) does. (laughs) We're all out of whack. Yeah, exactly. So it's still going to be out of whack, even though it ends on Tuesday, November 3rd, because barely getting moving again it's not even moving it just stopped moving backwards but it hasn't really begun moving forward so this is almost the worst of it yes exactly i always feel like it's most stressful at the beginning and at the end of the retrograde because that is when mercury's not moving at all so what can you do to create greater material security and financial independence in your relationships Allowing yourself to have control over the things that bring you money, which also bring you security. Just doing what you can to take control of your environment. Taking control of what you can control. And I think of it as like the overarching theme of the week of moving forward. Just lead. What do you want? What do you want in your relationship? I mean, whatever happened in that revolution for the day, maybe asking ourselves, like, what do we have to learn from this so we can get to where we want to be? Looking Mm. for that, whatever that revolution moment is. What is the lesson to learn? What is the lesson? And how is that going to help me get to where I want to go? Yeah. Now, the Mercury ending retrograde, because Mercury is moving direct now. So where would you like to direct your focus in your relationships? Should we pick something that resonates with us? Or would it be more aligned to pick something that has to do with the material security you were talking about and finances? I don't know. What do you think? I mean, finances have definitely been on my mind and a focus, so I would probably gravitate towards that anyways. I think a lot of my like communication in relationships and that has started to become not as big of an issue anymore. Kind of worked through a lot of that in the last couple of months. Mm-hmm. So maybe focusing on some other avenues that bring security like money and career. 
You want to make money for yourself. That's it. Yeah. Yes, please. Financial independence, but still in a relationship. Financial independence, healthier relationship. Okay. We made it through November 3rd. (laughs) Wednesday, November 4th. The moon is still cruising through Gemini. Communication in the emotions. And now it's aligning with Mercury in Libra. Mercury is the planetary ruler of Gemini. So this is, again, sort of reiterating what Monday and Tuesday were about. Communicating in relationships. How can you improve as a communicator in your relationships? Expressing whatever happened yesterday as the revolution and explaining it to the people you're close with that you want to work on some financial independence. Yeah. Whatever you learned on that day, just sharing it with the people you're in relationship so they know where you're at. So whatever you experienced on Tuesday, that revolution in your relationship, share it with the ones that you're in relationship with. This is what I experienced. This is my reflection of that. And this is what I plan to do moving forward. Yeah? Yes. Okay, cool. Thursday, November 5th. The moon is back, but now it's in the sign that it rules, Cancer. And it's aligning with Venus in the sign that it rules, Libra. Emotions and relationships. Yes. And balance. Yes, and this is one of those challenging alignments because, or I say stressful alignments. I like to make it harder than (laughs) challenging, stressful, tense, because cancer is cardinal water, Libra is cardinal air, both cardinal, strong alignment, both want to lead, both have an objective, but the crab operates very differently than the scales, and water and air don't mix, so... Now that you've expressed your emotions through communication on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, now you're feeling what that is. Maybe the partner didn't receive what you communicated to them in the way that you would like them to receive it, and it has caused some emotional backlash, perhaps, that um, can cause some stress. So, you know, this is one of those days where there might be some stress in relationships. But if you're feeling that stress and you're feeling that tension, pay attention to the tension. Why is it there? Where is it coming from? Let's sit with this for a while. Let's sit with this before we react. Anytime there's like a strong cancer alignment, would that be a good time to incorporate water into your routine to center yourself? Yeah, definitely ground into the water. Shower. Wade in the water, shower, bath. get in the river, the bath, the ocean. Yeah. Yes. And and let the emotions flow. If you want to cry that day, cry. I mean, cry any day. Crying, it shouldn't be a bad thing. I'm such a crier and people always say, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry I made you cry. It'll be something that they're sharing with me that's maybe beautiful or sad, but there's no need to be sorry. Like it's good and healthy to cry. Exactly. Like we're feeling, we're feeling each other. We're if you hold it in, that's like, I don't know, that's where you literally get cancer. Yeah, exactly. You literally get cancer and you are a cancer moon. That's why you cry because you're so connected to your emotions. You're deeply connected to your emotions. So if you're out there and you're a cancer, sun, moon, ascendant, let the tears flow. Let them flow. It's kind of like a lesson to other people who don't cry. A friend was sharing with me that he was supposed to speak at his friend's service 
that just passed away and he was scared that he wouldn't be able to make it through the speech without crying Mm -hmm. literally even if you just went up to the front and cried and said (laughs) nothing that would be so beautiful it would be such a release for everybody like we all come together at a funeral and we're everyone's trying not to cry it's just so ridiculous we're supposed to be there to support each other and be vulnerable in that moment so we can let it out and move on absolutely oh my god yes I couldn't speak at my dad's funeral because I I wouldn't be able to speak, but I did cry in front of 700 people. And my aunt was like, you are so strong. I'm like, what? Why? I'm just, I'm a crying mess. And she's like, because you're crying, because you're showing your emotions, you know? So it's so beautiful. It helps, it helps like the first person that cries kind of opens that box and allows other people to have feelings too so they don't feel so alone yes because everyone's feeling it (laughs) yes exactly it's like it gives everyone permission that it's okay to feel this it's okay to cry we don't do enough crying in our society really honestly in the world there's not enough tears that are shed it's like always restrained can't cry gotta (laughs) be tough can't show emotion and it just creates this festering wound inside of us rage it results in rage but cancer is also about the upbringing and how you are nurtured so the question is how do the conflicts in your relationships relate to your upbringing because your first relationship is with your parents i mean most of them are such mirrors of all of your baggage it's crazy mm-hmm. or yeah we're usually reacting to something that's happened in our past something that reminds us of something shitty that someone else did to us yeah so it's something to focus on on Thursday is really think about why you had the conflict to begin with. Exactly. Where did it stem from? Exactly. Is this conflict reminiscent of my mom and dad fighting or my parents getting mad at me for something or whatever it may be? Even just ag- acknowledging it helps release some of that. The work is in just recalling that that's a thing. Well, And you can even acknowledge it to your partner that I feel like. I'm my parents right now fighting with you. I'm my mother or my father or whoever it is, whoever raised you. I feel like I'm that with you right now. Or I feel like I'm having this experience where it's like you're like my mother yelling at me right now. Or you're like my father yelling at me right now. That's what this feels like. When you're able to do that, then you kind of ground it. You heal something in yourself, but also when you express it and you're vulnerable, that Scorpio vulnerability your partner's probably going to be much more compassionate exactly oh that's why you're being such a bitch (laughs) this is like (laughs) fight you had with your parents as a kid that sucks nobody wants to do that exactly then all of a sudden they feel bad not bad in a bad way but bad in like a good way where it's like i'm gonna dial it back now i'm sorry that i yelled at you here i'm sorry that we're fighting here i don't want to fight with you Yeah, vulnerability definitely invokes compassion. Mm -hmm, Absolutely. Which then heals relationships. Yes. I love that, Ingrid. Thank you. Friday, November 6th. Now Mercury is connecting to the father, the authority, Saturn, (laughs) the god of wealth and time, the planet of mastery and hard work, responsibility. Saturn is in the sign that it rules, Capricorn, which is cardinal Earth, aligning with Mercury in cardinal air, both cardinal, one's Earth, one's air, don't mix. The goat does things different than the scales. 
They both have objectives. They both go about their objectives very differently. So this is an opportunity. Every time that Scott says that something is an opportunity, it's always an opportunity for growth. And then it's always something shitty (laughs) or something hard. Well, I mean, think about it. Like when you're a kid and you're going through growing pains, like you're a kid, you're like, I want to grow up. I can't wait to be a big kid or an adult. Well, that takes pain. It hurts. Your body hurts when it starts stretching out and your voice starts changing and it sounds weird and it's cracking. It's uncomfortable. It's terrible. But it's what you want (laughs) because you want to grow. You want to grow up. So this is the challenge. And and the growth is here is this is the second time this has occurred. Um, It happened earlier when Mercury was retrograde was that a question (laughs) (laughs) a really long question this is the third time this has happened so on friday november 6th mercury is aligning with saturn as i said but it did this last week on november 1st which was actually last sunday When Mercury was moving backwards, retrograde, it aligned with Saturn. It did this the first time on September 23rd. When Mercury was moving forward the first time in Libra, it aligned with Saturn. So this is three times in the last six weeks that Mercury, the planet of communication, is squared, connected in a very stressful way with the authority in the sign of authority the sign that Saturn rules. And this is the second time in the last six days. So what that says to me is we are being given a hypercharged assignment to learn how to speak with authority, to learn how to speak to authority, but more importantly, to learn how to speak as an authority because you are a sovereign human being. The next time the planets and stars will be aligned in the way that they were when you were born is 25,000 years from that date, time, and place. So nobody is like you, even if you're twins. You're very different. You split the chart. So you are a divine, unique miracle, and you have your own personal authority. So we are at a time, a very special time in our lives, where we have an opportunity Ingrid, (laughs) to learn to speak from a place of authority. And that's not easy to speak up for yourself, to speak with confidence, to stand on the podium and say, listen to me, I have something important to share. It's not about being aggressive or a dictator, pointing your finger down at someone else. It's just about speaking from That's not real authority. That's not real authority. If you have to push somebody around, if you have to bully somebody around, you're not really an authority. You're scared. Authority is speaking from a place of confidence, not yelling, not screaming, not pointing the finger. I have something important to say. I would like you to listen. How can you best communicate and find balance within your relationship to authority? Being vulnerable and courageous. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I mean, the theme for all of Scorpio is being vulnerable, but really, like, every question kind of comes back to that. If you can be vulnerable in your communication, 
your message is going to be more well received and the communication is going to improve. Yes. And it takes courage to be vulnerable. Yeah, it does. Huge courage. But it's like you said earlier, you know, if you're the first one to cry, then people are like, okay. You know, it's like, I appreciate you. You know, I hear you. I understand. It takes courage to show that vulnerability. But that's what the planets are asking us to do, to be courageous, to be vulnerable, and to speak from a place of true authority. Saturday, November 7th, the sun in Scorpio aligns with Mars retrograde in Aries. This is the fourth and final planet that we've mentioned that is the planetary ruler of one of the four cardinal signs. We already mentioned Venus in Libra, the moon in Cancer, and yesterday we talked about Saturn in Capricorn. But now we talk about the god of war moving backwards through the sign of the ram, cardinal fire, aligning with the sun, the giver of light, life, and vitality wherever it goes, in Scorpio, the other sign that Mars rules. The grunt and the spy, that's Mars. So, confidence, vulnerability, these are those two signs. Vulnerability is Scorpio. That's the spy behind enemy lines. That's walking through the dark, magic, secrets, and then... Aries, that is courage, charging through the battlefield. So going through the battlefield in the dark with courage. Yeah. What are the dark areas of your relationships that you need to face with courage? Whatever you haven't said in the past that you've been wanting to say. Yeah. This is probably a good time to bring those things to light. That makes total sense. If you're talking about communication, stop hiding. What are the secrets that you're keeping? What are the skeletons in your closet? You know, it was just Halloween. Skeletons in the closet. Bring them out. Show them off. You got nothing to hide. If you truly want to be vulnerable in a bonded relationship, then you can't hide. It's so interesting that a lot of the time in society, vulnerability is seen as weakness when really it's not. To be vulnerable is the hardest thing you can do. It's strength. It's total and utter strength. Vulnerability comes from courage. Courage comes from love. The walls we build up around ourselves are built from fear. Yes, exactly. How do we shift that? I mean, I'll answer my own question. I guess just working on ourselves and putting it into practice. It's not how do we shift that. It's how do I shift that? Because when you shift that within yourself, when you become more vulnerable in yourself and in your relationships, the people around you are invited to be more vulnerable, just like the one person cries and then everybody cries because it's an invitation. I'm being vulnerable. I want to be in relationships where the people that I'm in relationship with are vulnerable as well. And I demonstrate that by being vulnerable and showing my vulnerability in these relationships. And therefore, I attract people that are also vulnerable, that are also courageously vulnerable, that are not hiding anything. I've been trying to work on this with the my relationship with my dad because he doesn't really like to talk about anything vulnerable and he had just started this job and he offered up to me without me even asking um just that it was really helping his mental health (laughs) i thought that was so crazy i mean usually i would have to like you know poke and prod and like try to see if he's doing okay and he just kind of offered it up when his mom had passed away a couple weeks ago 
I kind of shared a really vulnerable side of myself that I don't normally show my dad. I gave him a healing Mm -hmm. and he was receptive. And then I feel like I was rewarded by him just offering some vulnerability about his mental health. Yes. It was so crazy. You've inspired him. You've inspired him through your actions. That's inspiring to me, Ingrid. Yeah, it was really cool to have that moment with him. And like now I'm thinking back, I'm like, I really should continue that vulnerability by telling him that I appreciate that he shared that with me. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Next time you see him, Dad, thank you for what you shared. It's so interesting how we really can make such an impact on the people around us and the world that we want to create is in our own hands. We have the we have the power to change it. That's it. I really never, never thought that I could really shift that with my dad. (laughs) Yes. And it was something so small, but so profound. You know, I did a healing for my dad because his mom died, my grandma. And that's not like, you know, you bought him a house or something like that, but it's, it's bigger than that. It was much more vulnerable than a purchase. Yes. That's the beauty. I I think about, you know, the frustration that so many people are probably feeling this week because of whatever happened on November 3rd or in the days after November 3rd. But the more you spend time looking outside of yourself, looking on the TV, looking on the social media, all that sort of stuff, and seeing all the problems, no wonder there's so much frustration and anger and rage. There's really nothing you can do about it. But what you can do is be vulnerable in your close personal relationships and watch them transform just like you're watching your relationship with your father transform and the relationship with your mother will transform because your dad will start being different. And then their relationship with their friends will transform and their friends and their friends and their families and so on and so forth. And before you know it, You have changed the world, but you didn't do it by going out and trying to change the world. You did it by being vulnerable in your close personal relationships, because that's real. That's real. The TV, (laughs) I mean, it's not real. doesn't mean that things that are happening on the TV aren't happening. Sure, they are, but that's out of your control. What's in your control is how you treat the ones that you love, the ones that are closest to you. And that's the true lesson of the sun in Scorpio, bringing light to the darkness, illuminating those karmic bonds. It's interesting that Halloween happens during this time because we're not making light, but like celebrating all the darkness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, Halloween. I don't know. We didn't even talk about it on the last episode, but I, uh, it feels so commercial yeah. in the United States. Um, I really like the Mexican tradition, Dias de los Muertos, you know, which is celebrating the dead, Day of the Dead. What I view this time of year is just really enveloping yourself in the darkness, seeing the unseen, focusing on those karmic bonds, really acknowledging who your soul is tied to, who your heart is tied to, how those people affect your mood, your attitude. The way you live your life, focusing your energy and attention on that and raising the vibration there. Well, and then also looking into the dark areas, the occult, taboo subjects, using magic, bringing it into the light, 
hopefully people on the full moon did something like that. So, Sunday, November 8th, the moon has now moved on into Leo. Leo is the sign that's ruled by the sun. This is the light, bringing the emotions into the light. Being truly vulnerable with your emotions, opening your heart, being courageous, claiming your emotional sovereignty. My feelings matter. My feelings matter. And not in an aggressive way, but just, you know, the queen doesn't have to say, hey, I'm the queen. You know. So the moon in Leo is aligning with Venus in Libra. So I feel like this is a beautiful ending of the week because of all the work that we've done in communicating in relationships, really feeling our emotions in relationships, learning to speak from a place of authority, truly being vulnerable, courageously vulnerable in our deeply bonded relationships. The week now ends with the moon in Leo, which is fire, connecting with Venus in Libra, which Venus rules, air sign, fire and air. Celebrate. Really honor your partner. Thank you for communicating with me this week. Thank you for showing your emotions to me this week. I'm so proud that you are my partner. Whether it's a best friend, a lover, business partner, whatever, bring the warmth, shine the light, and embrace the people that are closest to you. So, how can you boldly express your emotional sovereignty in your relationships? By being vulnerable in your communications and exactly what you just said, sharing the warmth, your appreciation for the people in your life. Yes, I think of sovereignty, I think of the king, the queen. You're either the benevolent king or queen or you're the tyrant. So be the benevolent, the one that gives, the one that knows that I have so much feeling for you. I'm going to share it with you in a loving way, in a way that's going to lift you up. It's going to make you feel like I'm so glad you are a part of my life. Yeah, that is a really beautiful ending to the week. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Ingrid. I'm grateful for you. Thank you, Scott. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> All right. Well, wrapping up the week, if you want to follow us on Instagram at The Weekly Transit, we post every day uh, little tips on what we talk about here on the podcast. If you want to support the podcast, you can rate us five stars on iTunes or Spotify. The Weekly Transit was edited by Ingrid Iverson. If you'd like to follow The Weekly Transit email, go to theweeklytransit.com. Or if you'd like a reading with Scott, theweeklytransit.com. The weekly transit. 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 The weekly transit.